0: The reason, then, that Paul is uh, telling us we need to be delivered from the law, uh, to be freed from it, is that uh, the law is spiritual and we are carnal. And that is a natural state uh, that will continue right through to the kingdom, Right, that is, until Christ uh, transforms this body and makes our immortal bodies immortal. Because when our natural humanity meets the law, meets this sense of, of the uh, the right and the wrong and uh, the, what I must do to be saved, there is a, a sort of cacophony. There is a chaos. Uh, there is the cat among the pigeons, and uh, the result is a fur flying and and uh, and a t- total chaos, because the law makes us feel guilty, and when guilt comes into our heart with shame along with it and fear, then we run from God or hide from Him, and then we are lonely and isolated in our soul, and the only solution that we have left is to sin uh, because that is the only comfort left. This is all that Paul is getting at, and so uh, when we are delivered from the law, one of the great truths that we or realities that we experience is, as I said uh, last time yesterday, uh, that uh, we realize it is no longer I that do it but sin that dwells within me, and so we have this astonishing statement and reality stated by the, in the Gospel here that the I that no longer does it, is the eye of faith, the faith person who accounts himself as dead to his old humanity, dead to the law, and alive to Jesus Christ. That's what you and I need to learn by faith. The great secret of that, that the eye that is in Christ is not the eye that does the sinning. And now that may sound really weird and schizophrenic. And uh, some people will misunderstand what it's saying. But you and I have to learn how to, by faith, separate our identity, our identity in Christ, from the human nature uh, where the addictions dwell. And when we do that, as we do that, we do not slide into denial, but we slide into a hell, or we rise into a healthy sense of self in Christ that gradually learns to separate itself from the addictions that we feel and go through. So Paul says, I find, verse 21, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. Now notice, he says, a law there, which is in, in this sense not a uh, not the Ten Commandments, but a principle. I find it a principle, a a a common occurrence, a regular, consistent occurrence of life, that evil is present when I want to do good. So, this uh, uh, this enables us to understand that we separate ourselves, as I said, from that identity uh, of our human nature, and uh, we now find ourselves in Christ, and we account that to be our true self. The true self is never an isolated soul. The true self has fellowship with God, loves God, follows close behind him, as one of the Psalms says. And uh, and uh, loves to be in his presence, for in your presence is fullness of joy, Psalm 16. That is what the soul is. It is a soul in fellowship with God. Uh, Jesus himself said, this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. There is no life eternal that is so a soul in isolation that is a living death and yet we deny the re- the reality of it by sinking into our sins to forget the pain of it so Paul then says in verse 21, let's repeat that and then to 22, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. You see, this shows you that Paul is talking about the converted man. He's not talking about his personal self, although that's included, of course, but he's using his personal self generically to describe humanity. There is a humanity that is in the uh, its fallen state and, of course, has no delight in the law, and there is there are some in humanity, that is, uh, he and, and all the, the men and women of faith, who delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Only a converted man can delight in the law of God, but at the same time as delighting, there is this frustration and conflict going on, I see another law, he says, I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. This is what you and I need to understand as the normal state of the Christian— We mustn't get bent out of shape and overwhelmed by the fact that sin continues to dwell in our lives and we continue to have to battle with it. There are some Christians who have been brought down by false teaching that suggests that once we become converted, we have no more sinful nature, uh, that we are perfect, that uh, uh, we have overcome or do overcome everything that meets us. And when they find that that isn't the truth, these Christians are overwhelmed. And part of the problem is that they are overwhelmed because they have listened to false teaching. I'm not saying that Christians should go along just sinning and enjoying being Christians whether they sin or not. That's not the point. What we are talking about here is the issue of heaven having broken in to this fallen world and heaven through the Holy Spirit and the good news of the gospel has seeded us with eternal life. But that seed exists within a broken fallen world. And we must not deny that fallen world, Uh, that is to say we must not deny its existence we do deny its uh, right to rule over us but it is there and uh, when we sin and fall we bounce back again and we say Father thank you for your forgiveness, thank you for your grace and I affirm by faith that that was the old man that that lives in the kingdom of Adam, it wasn't the true me that lives in the kingdom of Christ So Paul says then in verse uh, 23, as I uh, read just now, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So what we need to do is to accept this war, accept the reality of conflict. There would be no conflict if we were not Christians— We would be in perfect harmony with our brokenness and our dysfunction and our sinful nature, and we would just flow with the flow. But Christians, by faith in Jesus Christ, have turned and go in another direction, upstream instead of downstream, and that creates conflict, and we must accept that conflict by faith and become uh, uh, in harmony with it, as it were, in harmony with conflict, uh, and uh, uh, willing to take on the war, as it were. So then Paul says, "'O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death?' Oh, wretched man! You see, he is not proud of his human nature. Look at the modern world. Look at the secular world. Everybody is proud of who they are these days. They're all marching and demonstrating and and, uh, and being proud of this and that and the other. This is not the Christian way. The Christian way is not to learn to love yourself, nor is it to learn to hate yourself. But it is to learn to know that the self that you are in is broken, dysfunctional, and wretched. That doesn't mean you despise yourself and you go around moping with guilt and shame and fear. No, it doesn't. It means that you recognize objectively that there is something severely wrong with your humanity. Not yours in a unique sense but yours as part of the whole human race. The human race is dysfunctional. The human race cannot and does not work. That is why Christ's kingdom must come and bring about a whole new creation, a recreation of this broken creation. Behold, I make all things new, says Jesus. So, you see, we accept that We go about humbly. We accept that we have a broken human nature, but we no longer identify with it because we are now identifying with the victory of Christ for us. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? This body of death, of course, is a phraseology meaning my human nature, my natural humanity. And then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now look, here's a trap right away. Wherever there is good news, there is always a trap. Because that's Satan's plan. He wants to spoil the good news. He wants us to misinterpret it. And what the trap is, that you think what he's saying here is, Ah, there you go, Colin. We are delivered from this human nature so that we overcome completely and we never have it anymore. And we are now moving into Romans 8 where all the uh, glorious victory comes and uh, uh, so we um, overcome whereas Romans 7 is we're endlessly defeated. Romans 7 is the law and under death and the kingdom of Adam. Romans 8 is the kingdom of Christ. No, no, no. When Paul says that he is delivered from a wretched man that I am who will deliver me, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he is saying exactly that the king, that the the atoning work of Christ, the death of Christ on the cross for my sins, has delivered me from the identity and the judge, condemnation and the judgment of the sinful nature, of my human nature. That's how I'm delivered. I'm still here in this world with a sinful nature, but I am delivered from the law's condemnation of it because the, I have died to the law in Jesus Christ. That's what we mean here. O oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And do you want to be sure that I'm right in that interpretation? Of course you do. Well, then read the next line. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of sin, of the law of God rather, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So you see, Paul is still recognizing the existence of the human nature, the fallen human nature, which serves the law of sin, but my mind serves the law of God. With my mind, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. And I live in him by faith. This is how we learn to understand that we are delivered from the law. If you don't know this, you will be in spiritual torment most of your Christian life. And I have met over the counsel, over the years of 30 years of counseling that I have done, I have met scores and scores and scores of Christians who are endlessly in torment. If they were allowed to be honest with themselves, they would say, I wish I had never learned the truth because it has brought me so much conflict. But there is a greater truth, and that is that Christ is our righteousness, and knowing that the conflict is acceptable because there is no condemnation in it. Thanks for joining me today. Colin Cook here and how it happens. Please think about a donation, would you, for the ministry to keep the broadcast on the air. It costs $39 per 15 minutes to broadcast, and that's about $200 for five programs a week and about $890 to $900 for a month's broadcasts. If you would like to make a donation, you can do so by online. Go to faithquestradio.com. Or you can make your donation by mail, P.O. Box, FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.